You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Tyler Kerbison, and Reed Bacon. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison, joining with Reed Bacon. Very excited. We got a nice bowl win under our belt. Uh, we got to see Nico in all his glory. Uh, I'm going to eventually learn how to say his last name, but I really don't want to butcher it yet. <laughs> uh, so we're breaking down all that. We're also reacting a little bit to college football playoffs. But before we get into any of that stuff, Reed, how we doing, bud? Nico! <laughs> yeah. Th- Yellow, you there? Looks like you froze. No, I'm... Oh, well, you're frozen on my screen. I just see your big, cheesy smile. Oh, now you're back. Now you're back. You're I'm literally here. frozen like... <laughs> That's the best. That's the best. I'm sure you loved it. Um, I the amount of times that I would just yell Nico at the top of my lungs while watching the game was absurd. Now, you know me, so I'm, I would consider myself like a jingle guy or a song guy. Like I'll get a little jingle or a little song stuck in my head and then I'll sing it and then I'll make it my own. So I remember, oh, this is five, six, seven, eight years ago when Rory McElroy was uh-huh. like, he was dominating a tournament. My dad and I were watching it on a Sunday and I probably said it 50 times. I would just walk around the house going, Rory McIlroy. Like <laughs> doing just like whatever I was doing, like walking up the steps, fixing a sandwich, just sitting there like on my phone watching it. And I would just say it. So the amount of times that I just yelled Nico or like some sort of Nico was absurd. If only his last name was a little easier to say that you could actually have like a nice, nice run yeah. there. It wouldn't just be so quick. Yeah, well, I make sure that it really stays for a second, which I'm sure Karen and Robbie really appreciate it. I remember I I would do this sometimes when he first signed, and I would say, and I did this a couple times during the game, I'd be like, Nico, Akalaka Malevan. Just no shot, just no shot, just say some gibberish, it'll work. Yeah, Uh, I did see it all on Twitter. I was trying to be good about getting some live tweets out during the game, uh, you had a hilarious one, but I then saw where everyone was talking about, like, yo, what do we call him? And there was literally 15 different awesome nicknames. So it's it's funny. But um, awesome to get a bull win. Awesome. I, I tried to tell you all it was going to happen. Iowa is an absolute disaster. They're so bad. A disaster. I mean, Tennessee would have gone – we would have had 11 wins in, in a Big Ten. I mean – Maybe not. Their Maybe offense ten. is so bad, dude. They're terrible. I mean, if we played Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, you know, we probably lose to Ohio State and Mich- Michigan. I mean, if we played Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, I guess they're mm-hmm. three best. I think we are. We're one of two there, and so yeah. I mean, ten and two. I mean, it was just. I knew they were going to be bad, but that was pathetic. And and I don't want to take away from Tennessee because. Tennessee did some good stuff, and I don't have much of an open besides ready to get in and talk. I mean, I I was on the west side of the Big Ten. Like, that west side is – they've been struggling for a while. Did you see my cup? 
Yeah, you got you got tea in your tea. Nice. Yes, I got tea in my tea. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a little green tea with a hint of lemon. But no, this is uh, one of many gifts. Uh, Mama Flora got me uh, Megan's mom for Christmas. So I've been I've been drinking out of it a lot. But yeah, I'm ready to jump to defense. I don't know if you have anything else that you want to talk no, about. Dude, I, I'm I'm ready. Let's let's circle jump into it. Um, defense. I. I <laughs> there was part of me, and I texted you this, uh, where I'm like, how do I grade this? I just watching their offense, I'm like, this is the worst offense our defenses play all year. Like, and we, <laughs> and we played FCS schools. Like, this is bad, dude. I you mean, know how fun, you know how fun it is to play defense against an offense like that? Oh, my God. The first, dude, the first play was the slowest play I've ever seen in my entire life. They do, they do a boot rollout, and that big, thick quarterback at what 240, 250, just <laughs> chugging along. And then, what does he have coming across? Just two tight ends, yeah, at like 280 pounds, both of them just <laughs> across. And the thing about Iowa is, they we've talked about it before when we first found out we were playing them, they put dudes in the league. I mean, they, especially on the defensive side of things, but tight ends. Yeah. Well, yeah. Besides, besides tight ends, they put a lot of defensive guys in the, in the, in the pros and they've had some quarterbacks that weren't bad, but, and I'll, I'll admit that quarterback wasn't great, but he definitely got screwed on a couple bad drops. Um, That's I mean, true. At least three drops where his guys just did not help him at all. I have no idea what he was looking at uh, on the pick that he threw to to turn time, which was a good play by him. Uh, that was, yeah, uh, I yeah, I think he was just expecting the like momentum of his guy to go faster than what turn time is able to react to. Maybe, but I, yeah. I remember watching that and I'm like, there's only one guy that's double covered, and you threw it to him. <laughs> well, and technically he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't technically double covered, yeah. but in, in that instance, and, and one thing I want to start with before we kind of run through some plays and players, I loved what Tim Banks did because Tim Banks did not get overcomplicated. He said, we're going to man up, we're going to pack the box, yeah. and we're going to be aggressive, and we're going to hit you right in the mouth too. And Iowa had some plays and a couple of drives here and there, especially the one where they drove down and didn't score. Uh, where they were kind of hitting us in the mouth, and, and that happens sometimes. Like you got to get settled in. Not that you're not responding back to the physicality, but mm-hmm. you know you got to get settled in, whether it's offense or defense. And they they did it. And I remember I was talking, I was working out before the game started. And Jack called me with like 30 minutes to go before the game, and I was walking back to the house from the club. He's like, "How you feel?" And I was like, "I feel great." I was like, "I feel awesome." I mean, I bet a, a good amount of money on Tennessee. Uh, because I knew that even if we only scored 17, the, the best that they were going to do, in my opinion, was was 10. Yeah. And so when we when we went up four, I, I have it in my notes. When we when we were up 14, and after seeing how bad they were offensively, it's the second quarter with eight minutes to go, and I could have turned the TV off. I mean, they just weren't they weren't ever going to come come back. But I just love what Tim Banks did. He said, you know, we're gonna yeah. we're, we're gonna pack the box. We're gonna play man. We'll. Will dare you to beat us uh, on the outside and my my athletes versus your athletes. I mean, that's literally what it was. It 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 was like that in the back end and at the line of scrimmage. He's like, I'm going to try and get guys in one on one pass protection and show you that they're going to work your ass. 
yeah. which we'll get into in some of these plays. Some of the some of the other defensive things too. I could not have agreed more with Brock Osweiler calling the game, and he mm. was like, "Throw at Ricky Gibson, throw at Ricky Gibson." He they kept saying it, and and they and then but even besides throwing it at Ricky, and I get why he wanted to go at Ricky because he's a true freshman. They didn't take any shots at all. I mean, our guys as the game went on, if they were not pressed up, and they were you know, a little bit back, they were sitting at like eight or nine, 10 yards, daring that guy to break the cushion. And Iowa does a lot of put their tight ends out. That's what I was about to to say. I think there might be only one guy who's fast enough to run a deep route. Like even when they would go for, you know, three by one or go five wide, it's there's two tight ends. They still wouldn't like sub in an extra wide receiver. I just didn't, yeah, I just didn't get that. I didn't get it. I mean, and I'm not saying that I would have made the player done well, but Kyler, if I'm sitting on my couch and I'm like my 230 pound self with bad knees, bad back, a tight left hamstring, could have gone out there and felt comfortable covering. That that's not not what you want at all, at all. If they told me if they told me that you had to go out there a couple plays and guard the man-to-man tied in from the from the slot. I'm like, okay, like he may give up one or two, but he's at least going to make the tackle. That, no, that you, yeah. can't, you can't have that. You cannot have that. I mean, if I was an Iowa fan, and I love people that pound the rock, play good defense, grind it out, but that was pathetic. Pathetic. I, I mean, I just saw like some of those routes, like tied in, like runs just like a hitch at nine yards where our DB is standing. Like he didn't have to do anything. Just stayed, break, just stayed yeah. where he was standing. And then the times that we did press, we just backpedal, 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 and then sat on it. I mean, <laughs> I did catch a couple where Ricky, uh, they did, run, they didn't throw it at him, but they ran. Uh, you know, he had one that he was an okay coverage. It should have been complete, but the guy dropped it. But it's, that's okay. It was a crossing route, and Ricky ran out or upside, which is a play that, that I. That is one that I was that I was confused about, um, and I don't know if we want to just like go ahead and go into it. But that was mm-hmm. one where I was like. It looks like everyone else is running zone, but Ricky's on this guy. Uh, are you talking about the one where he went around and followed? The guy, the guy did come across the middle of the field, and he dropped it. And Ricky yeah. was like, oh, no, my, there. It was man. It was man. When I, when I looked at everyone else on the field, it looked like they were dropping in zone, and Ricky was the one who was, like, staying with the guy. No, so what Tim Banks did a ton of was one man – uh, like one high, which is yeah. just man coverage with a robber safety or yeah. a robber linebacker. And multiple times he did, he had both where he had Elijah Herring in the middle mm-hmm. and he had Andre Turntine or Tank in the back. So everyone else is man. He's got one high, one middle robber it, because he knows he's like, they're not going to test us on the outside. So let's take away any crossers or digs or whatever. Yeah. And so, no, that one was to the best of my knowledge, it was, it was man and Ricky just ran up around the backers, but the guy dropped it, and he he did a good job making back to it. But there's another play later, probably before halftime or right after halftime, and I watched it, and they ran. They had trips to the left side, and Jordan Thomas did a really nice job in man coverage against the slot. Um, I forget who was in man coverage on the third receiver inside, but Ricky had man coverage on the top, and it looked effortless. I mean – it looked like a walk in the Cause, park because that was that was a play that he overthrew the out route that Jordan Thomas was on, 
and Jordan was in, he was right on his hip, ready to yep. pick it off if he actually threw it underneath. Yeah. Um, and I said the exact same thing. I put it in my notes. I was like, both great coverage by Jordan and by Ricky. Yeah. I mean, he was, it, it literally looked like Ricky was like, all right, man, like, who's this guy? Like, this is, <laughs> yeah. this, this is kind of silly. Uh, he's not, he's not going to beat me deep. So, exactly. um, Defense first first play of the game, Kyler. I, I started cracking up, kind of like you were talking about. It was really, oh, I, I forgot. I got sidetracked. So when I was walking home from the gym, and Jack and I were talking, I said, Jack, I said maybe they come out and score because they have a good schemed out first fifteen. They I mean, can, they they can <laughs> dink and dunk. Go ahead. I would have thought. This is like this is the guy's last chance as an offensive coordinator. Do everything. Like I would have yeah. thought there'd been some trick plays, some some crazy deep balls, something. Guy just ran freaking inside zone, ran counter like five times, and then hitches and digs. Like, what are we doing here, man? Yeah. If you're gonna run that offense, you gotta have some success on the ground so that then the play action works. Um, but let me let me finish what I was telling. So I was talking to Jack, I said. I said maybe they score seven or three on a first drive because it's scripted. It's what they've been working on. They've st- film studied us. Maybe some of these coaches don't do a ton of film study because they are out recruiting, and so they're not the ones putting the game plans in. I, I don't know, but that was the only time that I thought, like, hey, maybe they drive down. And then I said the only other way that they score, in my opinion, is on a special team's return or we we mm-hmm. give them we give them a short field. And so – and so that it just didn't happen. And I, I was – they wanted to play bully ball. We were able to bully him back with, with our linebackers and, and D-line. I love that Tim went five down. So he had yeah. a four-down lineman, and then he brought um, Elijah Herring or Caleb Perry, a third linebacker who was just standing on the edge. I, I love that. I mean, why, why are you not? Why would you not do that? It would have bothered me if Tim, because it was so simple and so easy to play defense against him. If if we had, might as well bring in a, th- a third linebacker if they're going to have two tight ends on the field every play. It's just do. It's just smart. It's just it's just it don't don't overcomplicate it. And he didn't. He said, yeah. "I'm." And he they ran like a few little zone here and there. But I love to. I loved it on here, and I I'll, I'll get to it. I loved on one play. They got. Uh, I think they had a, a delay a game or something. It was like first and 15. And Tim dials up a blitz. And I said, oh, I love this. Because he's thinking it's either going to run on first down or play action. And I'm telling you right now, if you play action and it's a blitz from the backside, it is a disaster because you're sticking that thing in the belly. And as you turn, you got that line turn. <laughs> you got that DB coming off that edge and he did it with Jordan Thomas and then and then it's second and 20 and I was like well that drives over I mean yeah, yeah they can't so, get 20 yards uh okay so first play it was it was literally the best thing that they could do play action hit that guy um so let me see uh JP uh falls but he gets he gets up and gets a good pass rush Mm-hmm. Then uh, Air Beasley trips, but the other good coverage by Tank on his guy. But then he comes off, makes a tackle. Um, Ricky, Ricky went around traffic, so that's why the guy was open. And so our our best pass rusher trips, still gets yardage. Our our best linebacker trips while the guy's going. Ricky runs around it. They got four yards. <laughs> 
so that's a microcosm of the game right there. It's like kind of everything went right for them, and they got four yards. That's the, that was kind of where I was like, this is the slowest people. Like, this is the slowest offense I've ever seen. Our guys fell and still were able to, like, get where they needed to and make a tackle. It's like, yeah. how the hell did that happen? Yeah. So the next, Amari and JP block shed was, was awesome oh, uh, for no gain. So I love – Amari had great push all day. All Dominic day. Bailey – there's Rod. no, there is no blocking Amari on the backside if he's a nose. If 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 you are the backside guard and you got to cut off Amari, you're not, you're just not doing it. If he's in the A gap, you're not doing it. That's what's so funny because I I I meant to, I called you yesterday because I got really excited when I was rewatching and to talk to you about something offensively. But then I thought about it today and I was going to ask you as an offensive lineman, Amari's clearly our best D lineman. If you're going into the game. Don't you say let's just run at him and double him every time compared to running opposite of him because how well he beats a reach block? Yes, but no no coaches will give enough credit to one individual player on a defense to change their offense. Like they won't say, hey, I'm not going to run it. I'm going to run it weak side every time because of this guy. Like, you know, technically – that's where Amari was lined up. He's lined up on the weak side of the formation to the back side. And it's like, as a coach, you're like, I'm not just going to take away all front side runs. I got to trust these guys I've been coaching up. So I, I understand it from, from an offensive lineman's point of view, I would bring that shit up all the time in O-line meetings. I'm like, why are we running this play? If that guy's right there, it's the dumbest play to fucking run. I can't like, this tackle is not going to be able to cut off this four eye on the backside. Why are we running it like this? We need so something that, like, you know, this is just, it's just unfeasible. It doesn't matter who's in there. Like I would bring that up sometimes. Like it doesn't matter who's there. It is very, very, very difficult for the backside guy to cut this man off. We need something. So what would they, so what, what would co the coaches say? So like an instance of like what I watched, where Amari's on the nose, so he's on the inside shade of that backside guard, it can simply be a, as the center snaps, he just stabs his shoulder as he snaps. He just gives one quick, like, stiff arm to his shoulder just to give me a little, just to give me a little presence. And Amari kind of hesitate to go, am I getting double teamed? Because you, you attack it differently when you're getting double teamed or an individual block. So it's like, if you can make them think for a second, I can possibly get an advantage. And then it's just, hey, I'm fighting my head to get across. But but my, my question was, like, when you brought that up in your film rooms at Tennessee, what would the coaches say? I'm assuming they didn't probably take it super well. No, it, no, it wasn't necessarily like, hey, we're going to take you seriously. It was like, well, get out of your stance, <laughs> like, go, go, you know, go cut them off. I'm like, okay, great. That's why I had freaking 10 offsides penalties my senior year. Yeah. Okay. That's that, that was going to be what I guess. That's a very much a coach answer. They yeah. act like, you know, a, a good amount of them are going to act like we're a bunch of dumbasses and like, get the job done. That's what we're teaching you. It's like, okay, why don't you get your ass out here and make the reach block? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, and and it's some stuff that you do that you see in the NFL where it's like Micah Parsons, instead of running opposite of him or any of these edge guys or any of these awesome D tackles, I know the Titans would, instead of running opposite of T.J. Watt, they'd run right at him. I mean, uh, well, J.J. is with the Texans. And that's the part about in guys that are super elite. When you run away, they're not getting blocked. 
Right. So like, gonna... I don't want to not block them. I would right. rather block them. And a lot of those elite edge guys, JJ, JJ Watt is one of those that's like he's a he's a unicorn because a lot of the elite edge guys, like I'll take my six eight three ten tackle versus the six two two fifty two sixty Michael Parsons in straight up run blocking. Like I'll take that. I would rather have that. Now when it's in pass pro, Mike has got him. He's more athletic. But it's like if I can just have my tackle as soon as the ball snaps, they're hitting each other. It it gives the advantage to the O line. Yeah. 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 I um I guess and I don't know if you would do it in film study and in each of these offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators are going to have different game plans each week, but just going into it, I would, I would definitely be, Hey, I know we can't take it out of the game plan completely, but if we're sitting there and we've, and Micah's lined up or TJ Watt or JJ Watt, you know, and like I said, they move these dudes around, but then again, once you call a play, you don't have time to wait to see where he lines up and audible out. I mean, you can hopefully communicate that as an offensive coordinator or a quarterback. Like, hey, if you see this, like, let's just check it to the other way. Yeah. Uh, so we're going at it. But anyways, um, it's it's funny you brought that up because I was like, I, it's impossible. I mean, no no offense, but I don't even think the the little stab is really going to affect him unless it is the mental because physically that's not going to do anything to him. It, it is definitely more the mental. Like, hey, how am I going to play this if I'm getting double? But uh, anyways. Great back end coverage, nice inside pressure. Uh, Dominic Bailey um, and loop by Elijah Herring. This is the the sack that he did make. He missed one later. Um, yeah. Do you do you think that was a delayed blitz or he went because he thought the running back was blocking? Because it kind of looked like he was going to be on the running back, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm just going to go." No, I think it, I think it was delayed blitz. Okay. I, I, that's what I. That's what I thought it was. Because thought it. no one ended up on the running back. No, on that I, play, Elijah, man, he's he's about to be the Joe Milton of, of defense for me. If if yeah. he plays, because he just it's just so helter skelter. Sometimes it's good, and yeah. then when, and then when it's bad, it's like really bad. I mean, yeah. there was. I mean, I'm not gonna say when it's good, it's really good. He had one pretty sick. He read the toss. He got over there and blasted, buddy. Yeah, he should have wrapped up. Um, but he did blast guy and, and he went down and made the tackle. But it is so helter skelter. It's not even funny. It's crazy. Um, let's see. Uh next drive. Um yeah, I have I have nice and really smart D by Gabe. It's Iowa, plus it's a tight end. Just sit on the route and he did. It's a PBU. Yeah, I got uh Tyree and Elijah Simmons effort on the bubble screen. I just really yeah. like the fact that they're fucking running. Yeah. You know, they're trying to get after it. Um, fantastic! Oh, oh, so this is a fantastic open field tackle to save the TD by turn time. That oh, is, oh yeah, later on in the drive, yeah, that was incredible. That is a ridiculously difficult tackle to make, and right he, in the middle of the field, and he wrecked, buddy. I mean, he got broke down, just drilled him right in those thighs, flipped him, and that's why you live to play another play another down. And so it was cool that he made the tackle and got the pick. Yeah, there's um. I thought their jet sweep on third and short, like I thought it was a great play call. But no, I did too. It's smart. You know, it's like, okay, that's a perfect what you should have called uh, to catch us off guard. Um, I thought it was hilarious that like 
Gabe Judy Lally ended up was literally one on one coverage with their fullback number forty eight out out on the edge and they ran yeah. a hitch and he's just like okay I'm like knocks yeah. it down I'm like what are you guys doing that's the one that I was talking about like Gabe, Gabe it's just disrespectful Gabe's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like what is this, this guy's number forty eight you put yeah. him out here yeah. um. There's a couple uh, by Beasley and Elijah on this drive where they're just there. It has nothing to do with physicality, has nothing to do with, hey, you're stronger than I am. Hey, you're smarter than I am. They literally just not in their gaps. And it that's what caused those big runs. They're just not in their A gaps where they need to be. They're getting displaced. Um. So there was just a couple of those as it went down. Like you said, uh, that tackle by Turrentine on that play, we see Elijah just literally jump out of the box. I know. He just is that starts, he just starts running off to the left. Is that the video I sent you? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm watching him before the play, and he's pointing left. I'm like, okay, nice. Or like film study, you're seeing something here, You're but – that doesn't mean that you still just out the gate, get out of your gap. I would love to ask Tim Banks or uh, the linebackers coach, like, what, what do you teach them to watch? Are they watching guards? Are they watching center? Are they watching back, opposite back? I don't know what they're watching, but that that one was brutal. Uh, yeah, that was that was tough. Um, goal, down towards the goal line, uh, Pierce comes off the edge free. Uh, Garland takes two blockers, does a really good job of just making a pile, uh, which was a good play. Next play is Amari just beating beating yeah. the guard on the backside. There's nothing he can do about it. Yeah. Um, and then we talked about it, throws it to Turrentine as he's he's covering the back end. So, I mean, great. Like, Turrentine had a hell of a game. For a guy, yeah. we, like, we're just, like, never hear about him. He doesn't get a lot of playing time. What, what happened to him? Like, he showed up when he needed to, and it, you know, grain of salt, Iowa offense, but he played he, well. I mean, he played in the Georgia game because of the injuries and stuff, and I can promise you that he enjoyed playing in Iowa a lot more than Georgia. For so, sure. but I mean, Andre's a guy, and I don't want to get too much into where we're talking about next year because we'll save that for our season recap uh, slash looking into next year. A little foreshadowing. I I'm 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 worried about a few different position groups, but we'll we'll, we'll get there. Um, yeah. But anyways, continue. Uh, three and out on the next drive. This is another Amari has great. Uh, you just can't cut him off on the backside. He makes a tackle. This is the third down where the guy drops a ball coming across, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. Ricky's behind him. So, I mean, nothing much to report on that drive. Right. Um. Let's see. Next, I've got down Tyree, uh, Elijah Herring, and Elijah Simmons all win their one-on-one. Dude, fantastic. Every single one of them are just in the backfield free, just converging on the quarterback for a sack on first down. It's like you you can't ride it up any better than that. That quarterback was a big boy, but I can promise you, when you see Tyree West, who's not small, but he's very quick, and then you see Elijah Simmons. That's brutal because you got the speed and nasty coming, and then you just have an, a, a refrigerator running a refrigerator. out. Refrigerator, because because Elijah 
got through his block, and then ran over the running back to get there. Like yeah. he was he was wreaking havoc back there. I love it. So on the ones that I have uh, for defense, um, I oh my, trying to read my note. My note literally says trying to reach Amari. LOL. Yeah. And then I, I thought it was an awesome job on the second and four by him and Dominic Bailey, which you mentioned. I also thought Elijah Heron did well. All on the same play was uh, David Hobbs, true freshman. I don't know if you noticed this. I thought he did fantastic job taking the double team on. He is a big guy, mm-hmm. but not. Not a big guy. So he's a big guy for, for normal people, but he's not necessarily huge for a D-line. I mean, boy's out there looking great, doesn't have a belly on him or anything. He's a big, no. strong kid. I feel like he could gain weight, honestly. That's what I'm saying with his frame and the fact that a true freshman couldn't get really – I mean, like maybe they reset him like a half a yard, but the fact that two Iowa guys, whether they were two linemen or a lineman tight end, couldn't really reset him, that was very, very nice to see. Yeah. I agree. It's 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 nice to see for the future. Um, I don't know if on this drive you saw they they ran they ran a screen off to the side. Did you see a lot like Elisha Simmons jump when the quarterback threw the screen off to the side? We do love when he jumps. I and he lost it, dude. I lost it. He had no he had no shot of touching that ball. He's like he's like five yards away from the quarterback. In front of a quarterback, and a quarterback literally throwing in that direction, and Elijah jumps like two inches off the ground. Like, I, it was hilarious. Watching Elijah's great. It's funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, they dropped the ball again on third down. They yeah. had a couple of those on big third downs. They couldn't convert. Um, this, this next defense, uh, defensive possession. Uh, was the one I was talking about where it's first and 15. I love the blitz because if you run it or pass it, when you're under center and you run it or pass it, either one, if it's a play action and you bring that blitz, especially from the a faster individual and it's from mm-hmm. the backside, that, that quarterback is screwed. Yeah. Screwed, screwed, screwed. So I, I love that he dialed that up then. Um, uh, uh, this one of those plays that uh, Roman and Beasley. There's like Roman's supposed to have that edge, and they even okay. called it out on there. To like, he got outside. I don't know what, like, it almost seemed the block kind of got Roman like stuttering for a second because they both were like there to make it, but didn't. Yeah. So that one I couldn't really tell because Beasley came down and shot his gun quick, but then he got a real quick pickoff by a lineman, and it almost was like that lineman let Roman go. And it was almost as if the running back put a little hezzy on him and he stopped just for a second. Yeah. And then I was watching T Lander on that. T Lander tried to get over and they, by the time he reads it and sees it, he looks up and there's a offensive guard or offensive tackle waiting on him. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, Iowa at least was going to get a couple yards. Yeah. Uh, next play quarterback scrambles. Um, Cause Amari just gets right in his face. T Lander comes head down trying to hit him and miss him. That, that was like for him. What I we wanted. said with T Lander, we love that about him that he freaking puts his face in the fan. He doesn't care. Like he's coming to hit you, but it's like I'd rather say whoa than than sick him. So it's like, hey, it's all right. We're we're gonna get under control when we get to the quarterback, but it's okay. You gotta make the tackle. I mean, he 
because that's a big that was a big that was a big boy at quarterback and uh in other games that's a big play you got to make because you miss that against other quarterbacks and it can be another 10 15 yards I know. so so and he and he it was a little bit tougher it wasn't like he was just reading it because he went hit his gap peeled back over but right when he saw it he just submarine down instead of seeing what he was hitting um yeah. I, this is so real nice push by tyree elijah simmons this is where you get the second 24. Oh, uh, this was a really nice recognition by Elijah Herring uh, on screen. Great hit and wrap up or, or great hit. That's the one you got to wrap up though. So yeah. that, that, that play was a good one where it was like, he recognized it. He sees it. He gets over to the left side, coming towards the TV screen, blast buddy, but just wrap up. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, we got a few plays. Uh, next one, I you know I watch I watch Elijah fall for the play action, and number three catches it like right over his head where he's supposed to be. Um, and then, and I've seen this a couple times out of Elijah Herring, and I don't know why and what he thinks, but he'll get a guy come up and block him, and he'll just try and spin away from him. Just, just spin the opposite direction and look to see if, like, the running back cut it that way. The, the time like, he hit it, the guy went the other way, too. Yeah, so. I'm like, Elijah, why would you ever turn your back in the box? Yeah. Don't ever turn your back to the ball carrier in the box. You're an idiot. Like, it's going past you if you yeah. ever do that. Yeah. So, I really hope linebacker coach is like, what What are we doing here, Elijah? Yeah. Um, I, I, I just think – I think he's got to be a spot slash rotational guy next year, whether it's Keenan and, and Arian or Keenan. Yeah. And it's either, listen, you're rotational or you really, really, really got better over the offseason. Yeah. Yeah. Like What's I'm, I'm, I'm going to be hesitant when, if I see him as a starting linebacker next year in the first game, I'm going to like, I'm going to be like, uh, we'll see. I don't know. Um, but and then this drive ended with Jordan Thomas and Ricky Davis, like we mentioned. Yes, Just good coverage by both of them. Um, yep. and then halftime, they ran a few plays before half. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is where we pin him deep, and Correct. then JP and uh Jalen McCullough both just coming off the edge. Don't. I, not even close to falling for the play fake. I mean, I, 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 I thought they started chasing the quarterback before he finished his play fake. Like it really looked like they reacted that fast. Um, and then it's incomplete. And then, of course, James Spears off the edge, one on one sack fumble. Uh, I mean, he's just a monster. And it's uh, it's, it's what, fun and it's special. What's great? Is uh, Buddy got benched <laughs> after that? They put in another tackle at right tackle for the next drive, and he finished the game. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, you got your ass benched real quick." That's a, um. So I, I actually have this pulled up right now. It cracks me up. I don't know how you leave. I know they did the play action. I don't know how you don't even get that. No one touches James Pierce. No one touches him. No. I mean. Oh, that is disastrous. It doesn't anyway. look like he takes off towards the quarterback before he finishes his yeah. action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
the next drive, the quarterback literally just stops on his rollout and takes a sack by Tyree West. I was like, what is Buddy do? Like, that is the ultimate, like, ah, I give up. He's close. He's close to me. I give up. Yeah. He's he, yeah, yeah. He's getting here quick, passing in a hurry. I'm fat. I can't do anything. I, he's like, I'm not getting away from this guy. I'm just going to take the sack. Yeah. Uh, and then Jalen McCullough has perfect coverage on a tight end on third down. It's like, bro, this ain't hard for him. Mm-hmm. He he had to cover Brock Bowers. Like, this ain't hard for him. Right. No, it's – and you made a good point. You made a good point that, you know, you, you want to take some stuff with a grain of salt, um, which which is a very, very fair statement. I, I think what I've been most happy about with, with defense um, – not and I'm not stopping us. You can continue to go through some plays, but what I'm most happy about is uh, Tim Banks didn't overthink stuff. So that's number one. I thought we played physical and played. We matched what Iowa was going to try to do to us. So they were going to try to pound it. And we're like, good luck. You know, we're making tackles in the backfield, holding our own on the line of scrimmage. So so I love that. And then the the uh, so um, let's see. I just lost my train of thought. So those were the, the two things that I, that I liked. And then the third one was, oh, that you, you can still get guys out there making plays. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think that's huge going to going into the offseason because um, that confidence does help. Um, but I'm just not going to let myself look too, too much into it. But yeah, I, but anyway, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. It's like I'm not gonna. This is not gonna hold all the weight. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. This game. Um, let's see some other stuff as we keep going. Uh, I thought. Let's see. There was a play. Caleb Perry came off the edge and like barely, like really makes a good play and tries to wrap up, misses, and then T. Lander's just sitting right in the hole. Meets the running back. Um, there was a good tackle by Jalen Smith at at linebacker. They got they started the young guys in, in the second half, and he had a good tackle and a crossing route, a little play yeah. action. Um, so it was great to see that. Um, and then uh, it it was funny that like that quarterback came in and he started scrambling and he started like just taking off and running, and they were like, oh, all right, Roman, JP." Like get back in there, and they got a sack. Like the first play, they got back in. So it's just very funny. Like he wasn't bad. He was kind of shifty. No, it was very shifty. I mean, that was all they were going to be able to do. Yes, that him scramble. There was there was no other options. And the game was over by the time he got in there. So it wasn't like I was worried. But I was. I mean, I think they said he was a true freshman too. So I thought he was did pretty well. Yeah, Um, I got Big O with a batted ball. That was a good play by him. and then that quarterback throws it straight to straight to JP. I mean, wasn't looking at any other wide receiver, was confirmed this is where I'm going. I'm going to the out route on the short side of the field. <laughs> and James Pierce is not li- – he's not on the line of scrimmage. He's literally sitting at linebacker depth like, I'm covering this guy. Uh, but just great athleticism by the freak. I immediately thought about all the times I would say, Tim Banks, what are we doing? Get Why someone dropping him. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and, he, and he did that. And I was like, oh, well, you know, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess. I, also, I don't know why I couldn't believe it because it's not like he was any good. But when that quarterback threw that, and I'm glad you just said it was to the short side of the field, dude, you have to be so careful throwing an out route to the short side of the field. Mm-hmm. Actually, both of them because the, 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 the deep or the wide side, I should say, gives – the defensive guy more time to react. Plus it's a longer throw. But when I saw him throw that, I was like, this is cramp quarters. JP had the perfect angle. I was like, what, what are we, what are we doing here? And, and like I, you know, like I tweeted out, that's an outside linebacker slash defensive end. <laughs> Looking like a DV. Dude, he looked so smooth and fast. And that was, that was scary. Yeah, that was scary. Um, Let's see notes. Oh, I thought uh, there was a good play by uh, Jordan Thomas reacted on in man coverage on a tunnel screen, really came up, made a tackle. Um, That was when that scrambling quarterback was in. Uh, Like, for example, they decide to like run inside zone on third and 17 and then go for it on fourth and 15. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, who is coaching this team? What is happening right now? And, and the funny thing is, is they got the first down. Kirk Ferentz has been there 19 million years, but uh, I, I could not be an Iowa fan. I couldn't. No. Oh my God. It'd be awful. Terrible. They, I, I mean, they ended up getting the first down. So what the fuck do I know? <laughs> I was, I was, you know, yeah, he scrambled for another one. Um, let's see. Yeah, I got you know, by that point, it was pretty much over. That was our like real last attempt at a drive, and then everything after that was just kind of eh, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, happy with the defense. Nice shutout. First one since what 1957, they said, and that's what you have to do. Like that's if, if, and that's why I told when I first, when we first found out it was Iowa, I said, this is not just a get right game for the offense, meaning let's see how we do against a good defense. I said, yeah. it was a perfect, perfect game for our defensive, all of them, everyone on defense besides Jim Fierce to, to go out there and be, or Anna Thomas, but to go out there and be like, all right, let's get some confidence going into next year. You know, like that, that, also, as I mentioned, that game could have looked a lot different if we were playing a comparable, like a good team that was comparable offensively yeah. and defensively. And I thought, and we're about to get into it, so this will transition into into offense. Um, I thought their defense would be pretty good, and I left that going, yeah, I wasn't very impressed with their defense, and that might have been some of what we did offensively. Um but I just I was happy I was happy for the defense to pitch the shutout score. I mean we got, we would have won the game seven to nothing if um, if it wasn't exactly. if it wasn't even for our offense. So that's very impressive. But yeah. uh, offense, and I feel good for the defense too because I'm sure people were like, listen, all their DBs are gone. Like they're going to struggle. And the yeah. defense like, no, we're going to be all right. Yeah, I, it, in a way, in an, in an alternate universe, as I like to say, it would have been cool to have played a Penn State or to play someone else that's probably more comparable offensively in the passing. And I I mean – Maybe more, Wisconsin. Maybe more comparable that they're going to run out of shotgun, they're going to do some more. 
left and right and throw it a little bit more. Yeah, Wisconsin would have been a fun one to see how that how we matched up. But anyways, offensively, what I was really proud about is we played bully ball with them. I mean, you got to think the offensive line was Ollie, who he played a lot this year. Would he have been a starter? Is he a starter? He wasn't the starter to begin the season. Right, right. And so there you have that. And then you got Jackson Lampley in there who's not a starter. Um, you have Dane Davis in there who's played a lot of football but wouldn't be the starter. So you got three guys that are two and a half guys that are that are backups. And mm-hmm. um and so I was happy. I mean, even though we gave up some sacks, and even though I feel like a couple sacks were either on Nico or Dylan Sampson, which we'll get there. Uh, I was happy to see how we ran the ball and, and pounded it, whether it was I formation or from shotgun. Yeah, I agree. I thought running the ball was was good. Um, obviously, with my tweet on on Monday, the pass protection was not not good. Yeah. Um, you gotta admit though, some of it, all of it, was not on all, the offensive line. Some of the sacks were on Nico. Um, yeah. You know, there's. And I think the holistic, like as I was watching this game, I started to kind of try and get into Nico's mindset or like, okay, what what is he thinking when he's doing all of this stuff? And I, I think Nico did a good job at my number one priority is to protect the football. And I'm going to just try and make a play if I can, and I'm not going to risk anything. There were plays where he could have thrown the ball, where guys were kind of open, where you got a dig that's coming across the middle of the field, but there's two guys in zone, and it's like you can hit it in that window if you really want. And Nico's watching and goes, no, I'm not going to do it yet. And he just tries to take off, and then it ends up being a sack because there's nowhere to take off. You saw that a couple times. You saw it as he's rolling out, and it's like, Hey, dump it to Cam Selden. There's nobody on him. He can get more yards than you. And Nico goes, I'm just going to run it. Because I because guess what? It's better if I run it and don't throw it and it's a pick than if I throw it and there's this chance. So I was like, hell yeah, Nico. <laughs> like, that's exactly how I want you to play in your first game. That, that sets a precedent for, like, who you are as a quarterback. It's, it's funny you caught that because it's the same thing I noticed. The Cam Seldon one you're talking about is when we were somewhat close in the red zone, which we ended yeah. up scoring, ran it in, but we did that little uh, route combo uh, that they did against Bama, and we scored onwards inside, outside, and then you bring someone and else. And followed Cam. Right, right. So I thought that too. I was like, Nico, and I watched it a couple times, and I watched the pressure that he did have, you know, coming, coming straight at him. And so – but he still could have got it. I thought the, his third touchdown, he could have easily hit Jacob in the back. I think he could have hit 89. And I was like, Nico, come on, bro. Like, you're going to have plenty of tutties. Like, give my boy Jacob one more. Give number 89. Yeah. I think that 89 guy was a walk-on for a while. And maybe he's now in scholarship. Or maybe he never got – I don't know. But both those guys on that play action. And Nico just held it and scored it. I know. Both of them were open. And I think Nico is literally just going, I know, I know for a fact I can trust my legs. They're the most. They're the most guarantee I have right now, and like just does not want to. Th- just does not want to risk things. And that could be. And and that could be the other thing is that I have on here, which I was going to crack up if you said it. Uh, you you ended up not saying it, but 
all those times where Nico's trying to extend the play and Brock Osweiler was like, yo, like young man, like just get rid of it. Like it's okay. Like just get rid of it. I don't know if Nico has ever had to get rid of a ball, honestly. In his uh, yeah. Because he's probably been so good and so naturally gifted that if he's got three dudes around him, he can probably make them all miss and still find someone downfield or get four or five yards and then get out of bounds. I do respect and love that he, he'll get out of bounds when he needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly thought that. I was like, he's just playing natural instinct, and he's probably not used to – he's used to making one or two dudes miss, and he's Gucci. And, and like, it's just not – it's not going to be that way in the SEC. No. Uh, <laughs> you can't make a miss and then just sit back there, like, bopping, like, all right. No, no, not, to say, not to say that he won't, because he's going to be great at that. He'll make a ton of dudes miss. Yeah. Downfield. I'm not – but I'm just saying, like, right now. But, yeah. In high school and seven-on-seven, seven, it's real nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was one thing. Uh, I knew that Nico had the ability to run. And I was really, 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 really interested to see if Hypo would run him, like our QB QB run game. And he did. And I was very pumped to see that because I selfishly wanted to see how Nico handled it. Yep. Uh, so it was great to see all that. I I didn't think – I knew he had wills and was elusive. I didn't think he had that in him. I, I thought he's a pass-first nasty pocket passer with really good in the pocket instincts and mobility, but then he could be a legit scrambler is, is what I learned. And I didn't, yeah. not that I questioned his ability. I just never really thought about it. Cause I just assumed that he was always just gonna. It wasn't. Yeah. That, that wasn't what drew Nico in. It wasn't necessarily his running ability. It was his arm. Right. Like right. that's what everybody loved about him. Yeah, so maybe I would have been slightly excited if if he would have let a couple of those rip because I was like, okay, but it's his first time, so he played played very well. I think there was only one throw that I maybe wasn't super pumped about, and it was the dig to Ramel, and the guy was all over him, and it looked like the throw may have been a little bit behind him. But yeah, if the guy threw it twenty times, he had eight, 19 good throws. You know, yeah. Top, I mean you know. that slant to Ramel that Ramel dropped. I mean. How many times did we see Joe miss that? And yeah. Yeah, I mean, he hit Ramel right in the hands as he's turning upfield. Yeah, his so. his his uh, and not to say that Joe didn't get hurt by some drops because we we said that even though Joe frustrated, yeah. he got hurt by some drops. And you saw those drops again, yes, or uh, a couple days ago. Caleb had a bad one. Ramel had a bad one. Plus, he had the stop running. And then everyone, I love that everyone was freaking out about the throw that he made when he rolled out and hit Ramel on the side. I was like, yeah, that's awesome, but I'm not freaking out because I just saw him doing the orange and white game. He, that was literally that was literally the exact same play. So I was like, all right, bet. Like he he showed it to me once. I'm not surprised he just did it again. Whether it is yeah. a sprint line. And, so, and, and it it was what you just mentioned. Like kind of took it away. Like we wanted to see the throws, right? We wanted to see more of that from him. We we're excited to see that, and then like the one big throw he had, Ramel stopped running. Yeah. And it was a perfect ball. Perfect. I mean, it was right where it needed to be. Um, yeah. So it's just it's just tough, I, yeah. you know. He's he's going to be, you know, we'll, we'll get to this, talking about next year on the next pod uh, when we do our season recap, like I said already. But I got, I'm very, very excited for him, as we all are. But there are still some things I'm worried about, not necessarily with him, but the team around him. And mm-hmm. so – this is one of those, in my opinion, uh, windows. Like, I'm a huge Titans fan. So, yeah. this, this is – I feel like – not that I don't trust Heupel to get good quarterbacks and to get good people, because uh, I, I do. 
But I really, truly believe that Nico is going to be the best quarterback in my lifetime, you know, I in, in college at UT, I think, you know, I don't, I, Peyton was right before me. I, I, I you know, I, I, the first season I really do remember is the national championship with T and not to, not to knock the guy like, you know, Casey Clausen I liked. Um, I've said on here multiple times that Josh Dobbs was, was darn good. And I didn't appreciate him when he was here. Uh, Hendon had a really good year. Um, mm -hmm. I, but, but none of those guys have the physical tools that, that Nico has and, and no offense to the other coaches, but they, those other guys didn't have Hypel either. Yeah. And so I just think the sky's the limit. And I just think we have a really big time window where it's like the Titans of 2019, 20 and 21. And we didn't, we didn't get it done. And so I'm just nervous that we're going to be able to put enough around him. Um, that, that's, that's how, that's how I feel. And so I'll be excited. Yeah. To, I'll be excited to hear what your thoughts are, but plays real quick. I love the first play, little P, little play action, easy throw to get Nico going. I love to get yeah. involved. And I'm going to tweet this out. It was hilarious because the safety coming down had seen us bring Jacob, bring Callie in motion. They work up to block. And that guy shoots all the way down, and he thinks Jacob's about to block him. And Jacob, ooh, okie dokes him, and the guy falls. And I started cracking up. I was like, well, you know, that safety feels like an ass because he thought he was about to sit right on there. Play one. <laughs> what? It's like the first, it's the first thing he's doing, too. It's just yeah. – that's not a good start. It's not a good no, start to the day. No, so so love that. Um, we got some holdings. Yeah. Uh, Dane and Ollie both lose their one-on-ones. Both of them hold. They call it on one of them. But that was the first scramble out of Nico. We were like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. this guy can move. Yeah. Um, the Ollie one was terrible. His head was so. Yeah, oh, he, keeps, he keeps head heavy leaning into stuff. It is, correct me if I'm wrong, as an offensive lineman, it is much easier, and you all prefer to run block, like 99% of you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's why, I think that's why there was so much inconsistency, but that's why I thought we, and I think Heupel did it on purpose, where he wanted to let Nico throw some, th throw some things out there, but he was like, screw it. Like, let they're run blocking well. Let's not get our boy killed. Let's just pound the rock the best we can. And I don't exactly. even get out of eye. Um, you know, we got a false start. Uh, so it backs us up even more. Nico throws a comeback route. Um, that was a perfect ball to chat. Perfect ball. And he had a few balls of comeback routes and hitches where I'm like, perfect. Like, get throws that are easy. Wide receivers coming back to his ball. It's not like he's fitting in tight windows. Get his confidence up. Um, and then Dane gets beat on third down. Listen, I said it before the game started. I freaking love playing Big Ten teams because those defensive ends are slow and heavy and white. And he still beat Dane's ass. Slow, heavy, and white. I mean, I could see a little bit of a gut on number 13. I'm just like, come on, Dane. Come on, man. The, the shitty part is I've gone to practice. I've watched Dane in one-on-ones. I've seen him block very good pass rushers, Tennessee pass rushers in one-on-one. I'm like, what are we doing here, man? This, this guy is not even close to the toughest guy you've had to block. Like, let's keep our hands towards – let's keep our hands in. Let's not shoot and, and lose them, and he just dips around the edge. Let's let's be patient with our punch. Um, but Dan got caught a couple times on that. And that's a microcosm, though, of a good amount of players on this team that they can make some good plays, have some good 
drives, had some have some good overall games, and then they come back and it can be bad. And that's that's where the um, talent level has to get better. Yeah, uh, where it's more consistent. Uh, and I know you already mentioned it, the one that Ollie got the flag before he took off. I love seeing him go through his progressions. So, yeah, yeah, there was a. I did that 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 uh behind the one he threw behind Ramel on that on that crossing route. That Ramel was his fourth read. Like you yeah. saw him like like deep, deep, uh deep corner, um, you know, more shallow out and then in the flat and then back over to Ramel as his fourth guy coming across and he misses him, but it's like, wow, I just watched you do all that. I didn't see that out of Joe. I just thought about one, too, later in the game uh, where they do a play action and he's looking to his right, and it's a two-man route over there, and they're both covered. And he looks back to his left, and Caleb and Squirrel are not running routes. They're doing the thing where hyper yeah. and so And so Nico's like, well, I guess I better get a couple yards. And he got tackled after like a one – so it looked like it was a sack, but it was one of those where he didn't let it – and I, I, I couldn't see for sure. I'm assuming that those guys were covered because he didn't throw it, but – they, I think they were, um, but I think it's also some of those plays were they're going to run like they are run plays. The offensive line is blocking as run. The running back is going into it as a run. And it's Nico going, oh, I'm going to throw it because this safety's coming down into the box and kind of cheating into the box to get more people because they're running the ball so well. And it literally was two V two on the outside and Nico's like, okay, like I can work with numbers out here and stuff like that. But then there were times where the guys are running deeper routes. It's not bubble screens every time. Some of them are running eight yard hitches or a hitch and a, and a dig. And it's like, guys are on them now. So he pulls the ball, looks, and he's like, oh shit, I got to take off. Yeah. And nobody's blocked for him to run. So it ends up being a sack. And that and that that very well, yeah, that absolutely could be. I didn't I didn't think about that. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, we love the shovel pass. I hate love the, it. I, I, I hate it. Yeah, I hate that. I just wrote my notes. I hate we didn't get to see what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice, uh, uh, nice block by Callie. It was a nice pull by Jackson Lampley. Another yeah. rip, another rip to the sideline to Ramel. Second eight was the only throw to Ramel that was off or questionable. I've already mentioned that. Yeah. Um, Oh, and then the the screen. So yeah, I was going to ask about the this. screen on the last one. In pass pro, um, there it, it is kind of tough for that running back to necessarily chip the guy when he is supposed to be the receiver because it almost invites the guy to stay with you in a way. Right? Oh, where are you going? You're not blocking me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on to you and like stay with you on the screen. If if it if it could have been seen, what would have been best, it possibly is having Cooper slide to that guy. Um, but that's one of those where you got two a gap defenders. It, I mean, it's very difficult to be able to get away with it. I would say this coaching staff is going to go back into the film room. They're going to pull this play up. They're going to talk to the guys about it, and they're going to go, listen, I know that this is five-man protection and you're looming to the left-side linebacker or whatever call it is, and you're four-down linebacker. When they come up into those A-gaps, we are going to change to a slide. 
we're just everybody's going to slide left, and the in guy in the line of scrimmage, we're going to leave because it's that's the- that's just what it that's just what it's going to be. He's going to be hot. Nico will be hot off the in man on the line of scrimmage, away from where the screen gets set up. I think that would work better than trying to figure out which guy's coming or trying to say, Dylan, hey, chip this guy as you're going out into your screen. So I don't know. Maybe that's adjustment. But it is it is like a really tough formation and blitz look to try and run a screen into. Okay. that Well, I'm glad because he was mentioning that. I was like, well, Brock's quarterback, so maybe he does know. I was like, but let me ask Kyler. So. Yeah, because it's like if, if Dylan hits him at all and that guy goes – Oh, where are you going? And just grabs him. There's I, I there's nothing wrong with him gra- behind the line of scrimmage. He can grab him all he wants. Yeah, I mean within so, five, right? So it's like plays dead. Yeah. Well, um, while, while we're on where we're on, uh, Dylan, I'll just I, I show a little soapbox moment. It reminds me of I, I love Dylan. I, I I loved him when when he came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately seen him at practice. I was like, yo, this guy's got something about him. Uh, he, I, when he touches the ball, it is electric. Even if it's running inside the tackles, I feel like he is very, very good all around, except his blocking does scare me. Mm-hmm. And it's very much the Derrick Henry, which Derrick Henry is even more frustrating because he's so big, but I lived in Nashville at the time. And DeMar- DeMarco Murray was playing fantastic for the Titans, but we had drafted Derrick Henry and all – whether they were Bama fans that called in um, or whether they were just Titans fans that are just excited for Derek. Mm-hmm. They were like, we got to play more. Heisman winner. What's that? He was a Heisman winner. Right. Everybody's excited. Exactly. But they would call and call and call to these talk shows that I would listen to on 104.5 there in Nashville. And then the, the individuals at the time who were the host were just so annoyed because they're like, he, they're like, at first, I don't think they understood. And they said, Hey, the coaches are doing this. And then it got blatantly obvious. They were not playing him because he couldn't protect Marcus, whether it was a willingness thing, whether it was an assignment and he didn't know mentally. Mm-hmm. And there's still times over the past couple of years with Tannehill that Derek would make a block. And I was like, is that really the best you got? I mean, you're six, four, forty. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. But that would frustrate me a little bit because he should have been decleating people um, when they, when they would come in. So I love and it. during that time period, the best offense that works for Marcus is not the best offense that works for Derek. Like it was very odd yeah. to try and like, uh, I know, but still they, it would frustrate me because there was once a game, that if Derek was in and he would just, I, I remember one specifically, I remember where I was sitting, I was watching it with Logan. Derek Not just, better. <laughs> Derek just blatantly missed someone and Marcus gets annihilated. And I'm like, what are we doing? And, and I wasn't the biggest Marcus fan. This was still early on, like slightly early on where they're trying to figure if he's the guy or not. And I was like, well, it's tougher to find out if he's the guy or not when he's getting blasted and our 6'4", 240 can't pick it up. So I love Dylan. And to say yeah. all this, you cannot allow Nico to get hurt. Dylan, if you if you want to win, and he might – I'm not saying – I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's people that are just stats guy, NIL people, and I don't think that's that's Dylan Sampson. I'm not saying that at all. I, I don't know him. But if you want to win at all, you have to block. Because if you get our quarterback killed, because like you got Hendon Hooker killed in, in, at LSU, you will not play any level – yeah. college and you will not play in the NFL and let me just remind you Jabari Small 
was about his same size. And you and I saw plenty of times Jabari absolutely stonewall people back there. So mm-hmm. I loved it. I love Dylan, but it, you got it. You cannot get our quarterback killed. Yeah. And, you know, it was kind of like Dylan was very excited about playing this game and his first chance to like be the solo starter. And, you know, it's like, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity. And it's like, then I just watched every play. It's like, all right, now I'm watching you every play. Like I'm watching to see what you do. And you're spinning away from pass blocks. And it's like. Not cool. Bro, no, that ain't it. You see him coming on the blitz. You pick him up. You're not going on a route. Sorry, you don't get the ball. I know. I know. And it, it if if I see like who going into next year if I see that crap, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call into damn the fall calls or I'm going down to Calhoun's and being like, hey, hype, you gotta pull him. Like I'm jumping that fence. I'm gonna go to practice. <laughs> um, so perfect ball to Ramel that we already mentioned on the slant. Uh this is the play I called about to you. We go trips, yeah. we go trips left. And it pulls one of their linebackers out to split the difference, which if, if you don't know what that means and y'all are watching, so we got trips to this side. So instead of having two middle linebackers, this one splits the difference. So he's in between the tackle and the third receiver. And Cooper snaps it. 5v5. And Cooper snaps it and pulls. And so obviously the linebacker, I was always taught to watch a guard. And if the guard pulled, then you, then you replaced. If you were backside, if not, you went with him. But that linebacker reads Cooper pull and Dylan Sampson gets a handoff and is straight up the A-gap, right up the gut, and does not get touched until he gets to the safety. And he make, tries to make a move on the safety. And I was like, Hypel, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, um, what I'm wondering, uh, because of that play, you can't necessarily tell uh, because of the formation and what they're running into if it's designed for someone to pull or – if it's, hey, we're going to set up a pool as an option to give us as linemen better leverage, right? Hey, right guard, just block down, and I'm going to pull around instead of us double teaming up to backer because we had those calls as well. Like if we were in that situation where it's just like, you know, this this nose or this three technique is a bitch, like he's a really good defense lineman, he's hard to move. Or, hey, that linebacker is super, super fast, and I can't get there and can't get to him through the double team that, hey, pin and pull. Like, we we had a call for it of, like, you just come down, I'll, I'll just go right around you, little skip pull. So I absolutely love it. I think it's so cool. I, I really hope it was Cooper going, hey, pin, pin, pin before he snapped the ball, like looking at the defense and being like, you know what? It'll be better if I pull and just telling the guard like, Hey, come down. That's that, what I hope it was. Is that, is that somewhat the same vibe where I always talk about DeBoard pulling both guards in that Bama game. And he's just like, I'm going to pull one left, pull one right. So the linebacker, so instead of having to try to work up to block him, he's like Bama linebackers are great, fast, physical. We'll just pull them out of the play. Well, it was more of a design with that. Because okay. it really was the two options. It was an option play, and the two options on the play was Dobb follows the front side, or he hands it off to the sweeper right. following the left side. Yeah. Okay, that's so right. So it was it was definitely part of it. So that confused linebackers even more. I mean, incredible. I love Coach DeBoard forever just for that. <laughs> just oh. that. Um, uh, this is one – this is a series where uh, – 
I saw some things from Nico where safety dr drifts into the box and he immediately pulls and throws out to Ramel because he knows he has numbers. Uh, yeah. It's like, love the recognition. The next play, what you described later on in the game where he gives up a sack, he's only got one side of the field running routes. They're covered. He takes off and gets 15. Yeah. There were just multiple times where I'm watching it, like all his touchdowns on his touchdown runs, um, the scrambles that he had, the fact that we were under center. It like there were so many plays where I go, I don't think Joe can do that. Yeah. Like yeah. I really am like, this is happening because Nico is in. Yeah, could be. I mean, I mean, yeah, it could be. I I do, I will shout out Dylan. The 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 QB draw was perfect. I love Dylan worked up well, made a nice little enough of a block to spring Nico. It was funny because I watched that happen. I got excited, fired up, and then when I was re-watching, I was like, dude, I thought he ran that in from like the seven. I was like, Buddy took off from like the 20. I was like, that is scary. I was yeah, like fast. I was like, he covered ground in a hot minute, like James Pierce style. And I was like, that's not ideal for, for defenses. So no. um I, I love that. Um let's see what else we got here for offense for me. Oh, the next one's a Cam Seldon drive. Yeah. Uh, and, and listen, I thought Cam I, Cam's thick with two C's, and so that's great. I thought he was fine. I, I'm not going to sit here and say he wowed me because he, he didn't. I thought he was fine, but people were acting like, wow, great to see Cam. Did you see him? He's going to be incredible next year. I was like, I mean, calm down. No, I, it was like I like to see – I like that he kind of bounced on some of those counters. I absolutely love our counter run game and how we run it because it gives the running back the option to take it inside or bounce it. Like it literally just determines – how the defense is playing and how our guys pull around and collect the blocker. Like he can, he can go either way. So yeah. I get like, I love the option for that. Um, but when it came to Selden as it, like, I thought he was okay, but there are times I'm just like, I need you to find who you are as a runner. I, I, I don't think he's found that. That is a great way to put it. Great. I don't think he understands who he is as a runner. I don't think he understands if I'm like a Le'Veon Bell and I bounce around and find the hole. Am I a one cut? Am I a downhill? You know, am I – when I meet a guy, am I running him over? Am I juking him? Am I spinning? What would you say Dylan would do? He's going to spin. Dylan is going to spin every time he took a man in the hole because he's really good at it. He has good balance. And he gets away from guys. But – that's not who Cam is. And I think I envision Cam as more of a, I'm going to hit you in the face. I'm going to come right downhill and hit you because he's thicker. But, I mean, that doesn't necessarily have to be who he is. Kyle, that's one of the, for me, that's one of the best light bulb moments, things you've said in the three years that we've done this, because I, I, I couldn't put a, a finger on it. And if you say that, I'm like, yeah. He, I don't think he knows what he wants to be, or it's it's like it's not natural to him. It's like, hey, hand it off, and he's gonna you know try to read the play and do this best. Like he's giving effort, running hard and stuff. Yeah. There was one that he kind of gets there and kind of patient, and it doesn't really work out. And then there's another one where he is patient, and it does work out. And then there's another. I I don't know. So I I agree. I I, I can't add anything else better. I, yeah. I just he has the physical tools, um, with size and speed, but. He, you know, you have to have the vision. You have to have that spidey mm. sense. And we know Dylan has it. I think Peyton Lewis coming in has it. So, yeah, I 
I'm not as sold on Cam Seldon yet that people are just like, well, he's going to be a freak, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this this uh, this series with with Cam running, Nico has squirrel on that crossing route and doesn't throw it to him. I know it's in between two zones, and it's kind of like what like that's why I was sitting there watching. Like, what is making him not? And I think it really is just like the last thing that I want to do is try and it be a catastrophe, and I throw an interception. It's like I would rather tuck that ball and run. And I think the difference between him and Joe is I don't think Joe saw him. I think Nico sees him, and he just decides not to, yeah. in, my, in my opinion. Yeah. Is what um, let's see. I love that we're under center I do too. in a four-point stance with two fullbacks on fourth down. Like, yeah. Were we Could Joe just not do it? Like, I don't understand because it seems like it works better with Nico in there. He doesn't seem uncomfortable under center like Joe did. Um, so I, I just love to see it. And they did it multiple, multiple times. Bully ball. And we didn't bully Vandy. We didn't bully Chad. We didn't bully Austin P. We went and bullied supposedly one of the best defenses in the league. So I loved it. I, I was happy to see it. Yeah, this is that this is that play we talked about where, we, I mean, we really thought Castles – I thought Castles was going to be open if pressure didn't get Nico's face. Like he was going to be open in the back of the end zone. Pressure got Nico's race. He rolls out, and then Cam's open, and he's like, "I'm not throwing it. I'm yeah. just going to run." Um, let's see. I also like the patience that Nico has when he's under center. He doesn't get up there and snap it right away. Like they're shifting around and trying to call bullshit. One of the things that that would drive me up a wall with quarterbacks sometimes is when you're breaking a huddle or really just got the play call in and they're like, all right, I'm going to snap. You're like, listen, dude, I got to call out who the mic is. I got to make sure this guy is on the double team with me. I got to make sure that we have the right plate. Like we are blocking correctly before we snap this ball. Like give me a second because some, some guys are like, all right, let's go. Like we need to go, we need to go. And it's like, all right, great. Yeah. We're going to not have a double team on the backside. And that guy's going to come scot free because we, Wanted to go five seconds faster, like chill. chill. Who are the who are those quarterbacks that did that? I mean, Tom Brady did it to me in up in New England. So I don't I knew, know. Maybe I'm I knew, wrong. I, I knew that's who you were going to say because you mentioned snapping it, and that's when you were playing center. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see, and then outside zone running back lead, like a quarterback outside zone. With a running back lady, just I fucking love it. It's beautiful. It's so nice. Nineteen forties football, but it's incredible. It's incredible. Let's run the veer. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Um, let's see. I'm done offensively. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to look through plays. Like I got, you know, Dylan spins away from that pass pro. Um. <laughs> I was gonna say all the offensive plays I have left is something that we've already mentioned in, but we just mentioned it out of order. Yep, yep. Let's see. Spin, throw, roughing. Um, perfect deep ball to Ramel. Try to go fast on a third down after that drop deep ball to Ramel, and Dylan ends up on the defensive end, and it's like. 
he's not going to be like, no. That's yeah, not. that's again, wasn't it? Because, yeah, because I think it, there was some kind of – I think it was way too fast because it didn't even seem like the O-line was on the same page. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, gets A on broken play. Pull. Fumble snap on third and seven by Nico. Just got too excited. <laughs> that ball hit him right – Hit it right in the hands. Uh, a little, uh, little Alabama foreshadowing for the college football playoff. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, let's see. We're still here if you're just listening to audio. <laughs> uh, and shout out to Castles. I thought I thought he did a very good job when in his eventual touchdown of like that halfway sift and it's a great play call because it puts a guy deep it puts a guy middle it puts a guy in the flat versus a zone over flood, there flood the, flood the zone baby flood the zone so he's he's open and able to get into the end zone for for nico's first uh well no he already threw a passing touchdown earlier this year castle yeah it, but he's gotten both i love it cali um all right Let's jump into those playoffs. So I just put this in here for us to mention. Obviously, it's like the biggest thing that's happening. Um, man, I was a very happy individual <laughs> after Alabama lost. Very happy individual. I really thought Georgia just pissed down their leg and let them get away with it. Like, I believed that, Ge that Georgia did in the SEC Championship. Yep piss down their leg and let Alabama get away and let Alabama get into the playoffs. Like I would have loved Georgia winning that game. And then we've got like a Georgia, Texas versus Michigan, Washington. And then maybe it's Georgia, Michigan in the, in the national championship. Um, Not me. No, I'm, I don't want Georgia to win one. I don't want Bama to win one. So that is true. That is true. I was happy Bama lost. I don't like Michigan, but it's the lesser of two evils. But I'm all in. All in. On Washington. Yeah. First off, I had multiple bets Washington. I felt really great. I texted uh, Bailey, you know, my brother-in-law. And I we have a group chat with me or with him and Austin and I. And I said, Austin, or I said Bailey, I'm sorry. I said, I'm, I'm betting I'm betting Washington. I said, I have a bad feeling for you. I have a really good feeling for Washington. I said, it's the same feeling I had against Oklahoma because he gave me a hard time for betting Oklahoma and the Red River rivalry. Yeah. And and, and uh, so Washington won. I'm all in on them. If they win the national championship, I'll be ecstatic because, like I said, I don't like Michigan. Um, you think Harbaugh leaves? I hope he does because um, it'd just be funny. And yeah, I think he's just like, deuces, all those NCAA violations. Like, yeah. See you later. I've always I've always thought he wanted to get back. Well, everyone says he's always wanted to get back to the NFL. I'd want to be back in the NFL. I don't want to deal with all this NIL and recruiting and all that. But And I know it's different because that's his alma mater, but still, I'd much rather be in the NFL. Uh, mm -hmm. Alabama, man, I thought, you know, I really thought in that, I guess it was fourth quarter, they started looking like, hey, Jalen Melrose not playing well today, so we're going to run him and run him and pound it and pound it. And they did, and they took the lead, and then he fumbled. And give Michigan all the credit in the world. That was a hell of a drive. Ball. Listen, listen, and and the crazy part about it, he fumbles. Michigan doesn't score in that drive. They end up having to punt. 
but it changed the entire momentum. Yeah. Because it was all Alabama's favor of like, oh, they're going to keep driving. They score on this drive. It, it's going to be tough for Michigan to fight back. And it just stalled it. And yeah. Michigan started to kind of take over. Um, I can't believe, buddy. I can't be- I I mean, I had a feeling when they when they put that guy back and he was supposed to be the better catcher for that punt. I was like, dude, something's going to happen. And you think that and then it happens. Oh, my like, God. When they freaking – when they panned – bro, when they panned to him before the kick – and you just see this white skinny dude with like little noodles hanging out of his shoulder pads. Like you're like, uh, why is he back there? I went red. He just put his did Harbaugh just put his son back to catch the fucking punt? I dude, I looked it up. I was like, who is this guy? He was a senior. They put him in as, as he had punt returns throughout the year because they thought he was more of a he's a better, safer option back there to catch it compared to the 82 guy who muffed one, but Dude, I when when I saw that, and like I said, I was like, something crazy is gonna happen. And you 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 say that, and you don't really think it, and then it happens. I was like, oh. I was like, dude, let him get this. I was like, I'm gonna feel terrible for this guy. I had uh, we had a text in the group chat, and someone was like, what do you do if you're that guy? Like, do you just move to the islands and become a bartender and never show your face in the states again? I mean, uh, that would have been the the crushing defeat, Michigan, like. We, you know, we talk about as Tennessee fans, like that blocked punt versus Michigan State a few years ago, like this, that would have been horrible, dude. Like, I, honestly, does I, not I, even compare to like the 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 hail marys that have gotten versus Florida that we've had to deal with. Like, literally, you're good. You stopped him. You're going into overtime. No don't, problems. Don't field it. Don't field it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't field it. And. Oh, I felt so bad for him, so I'm glad it worked out. Anyways, I'm all Washington. Uh, that's I'm Washington all. too. Uh, that's, I, I who I want, I, that's who I want to win, and I and I do think Washington wins. And Michael Penix Jr., dude, some, talk about putting balls in a bucket. That man's deep ball is insane. The one that he ripped from like 35 out on like the skinny post, I was like, dude. The one, the one that he ripped down the sideline when he's getting hit and just drops it right down in. I mean, in stride, I was like, what the hell is this? And I love uh, people on people on Twitter are like, yeah, Jeremy Pruitt uh didn't didn't uh didn't keep him in the class when he was signed with Butch yeah. and let him go. Uh and I'm like, yeah, guys. He had Jared Garantano starting for two years. He doesn't know how to look at quarterbacks. Like this isn't this isn't something new. Like you're not you're not surprising me with this information. It's like yeah, it makes sense. I will I will say if Butch had gotten him, Butch may have been able to stay slightly longer because with Dobbs he he was able to get to some highs. They had some lows at the end of Dobbs, like losing to Vandy and stuff like that with the sugar yeah. ball. But I mean, listen, Michael Penix needed the perfect situation for him because four years in Indiana just – I mean, I know he got hurt a lot, but, like, it just wasn't working. Yeah, he was fine, but he's not he what fine. he fine. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, man. Bye. Okay. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Leave a comment. Uh, If you're just listening, rate and review. Download and re-download. Helps us with our numbers. 
and uh, follow us on all those listening platforms that you might be using. Also, follow us on social media uh, at Pancakes and Bacon for our main account on Twitter at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. Uh, and then if you want to follow Reed, his is at RBacon26 on Twitter. And mine is just at Kyler Curbison on all social medias. Uh, so you can see me there. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. What a fantastic season. Great bowl in the cap it off. And uh, as always, go Vols. Uh-huh.